it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. Megan is wearing like a cute beanie and, um, I would I just like, where you're going with this. I'm nervous. <laughs> it is Thursday, January 20th and the March for life. I'm pretty sure is tomorrow, oh. Friday, the 21st and all the feminists that are anti or that are pro abortion always wear those pink hats. Are so, you serious? <laughs> yes. I've been going to the March for life, like my whole life. And I've never picked up on that. That yeah. makes me really sad. That makes me want to rip it off right now, except I have hair that you could probably fry an egg on. So I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> dang. And because like they're supposed, this sounds like so crude or whatever, but it's supposed to be in the shape of like a vagina, the hat well, with the points. It's really, I mean, yours doesn't, but it's the same color. Oh. It was just like reminding I hate that that's what this reminded you of because- this is my favorite hat and now that's all I'll think about whenever I put it on. <laughs> well, I mean, my heck no. I'm just going to erase my heck no from today and that's going to be it. <laughs> yeah, Meg, why don't you just start off? What is your heck no? My heck no might be new toothpaste. I've been trying to figure out why I've had heartburn or like whatever I have for the past like 48 hours and someone messaged me and said, they had this when they switched to new toothpaste and their mom also had it when they switched to new toothpaste. And it was, and it makes sense. This is going to make me sound real crunchy, but we already know I'm real crunchy. So it's whatever. I had old toothpaste that was really good for you. Like has good ingredients in it. doesn't have fluoride in it. doesn't have all this crap in it. And I, we ran out and I was at Aldi's, you know, Aldi's is really limited on what they have. I yeah. just grabbed the only toothpaste they have and it's one with fluoride in it and it's not great for you. And I just started taking it and now I've got heartburn and I'm like, could that be it? Ooh, which is so weird and wild, but. Okay. I would just like to say that <laughs> in growing up, we had our own well and okay. like, we didn't drink that water because it like, they were going to need to dig like a 500 foot hole in our backyard to fix it. Da, da, da. We never did. Oh, yeah. We just like bought water. Okay. And, um, then the dentist was like, well, you're not getting fluoride in the water you're buying because there's typically fluoride in like the city water. So you need to do fluoride rinses. Well, when I was younger, we would literally do fluoride rinses. Like it's like, um, like mouthwash, but yeah, with yeah, fluoride. Yeah. 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 So um, like it helps with your like enamel no. or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's supposed to, that's what you're told. Just like you're told on the food pyramid to have like 12 servings of spaghetti a day because that's the biggest chunk at the bottom of the food pyramid and like zero vegetables and fruits. But like, okay, now, I'm, now I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but um, there's Megan's also- Megan's over here talking about pyramids so. and triangles. <laughs> and... I just, I think it's new toothpaste. I think it's the fluoride, but we'll see. I'll come back. I'm going to switch. 
I'm feel wasteful, but I have to switch. I can't do the. Just have Avery so. use that one. Well, then he'll have Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> That's really rude. What? Maybe he doesn't have the same reaction. I could use. That's any true. He feeds his body so much crap that his body's just like, come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could. I could probably have any toothpaste after all those fluoride rinses. And That's I true. probably have her heartburn from not having fluoride in my body at this point. <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Heck no. Avery, what's your heck no? Okay. My heck no. So weird, but I'm actually set up to be in a bridal party this year. So like one of my friends from high school asked me to be her maid of honor. And I like, don't know what to do with myself because I am so used to having like such a specific role in weddings and I have to like sit here and just kind of like wait for updates. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Cool. And I have literally no idea what to do with myself because normally I'm the one who's like running everything. And I'm like, yeah, telling people what to do. What are, what's next? Like I have my dress, anything else? (laughs) She's like, no, I'm like, okay. Okay. So we're, we're working on being controlling apparently, um, (laughs) figuring that out. But it's so weird. Like I am so used to my specific role and planning yeah. everything and being, I mean, there's like some things I'm very specific about and I'm sure Cece like, is like, oh yeah, Avery has her couple things, but I like, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just sit here and wait then. <laughs> it's so funny for me. Does um, she have a wedding planner? No. Okay, so, so also, you might be. Yeah. So I'm like, maid of honor slash wedding planner but also trying to like let her do her own thing because she wants to plan it right okay but we should do this like just a heads up I I suggest that right (laughs) from my experience just to let you know I've done like dozens of weddings in my lifetime just just a heads up so we're we're doing that it's, fun. it's a hard balance of like suggesting suggest suggesting and also being like that is that is a bad decision yep yeah yeah, yeah. it's great yeah, yeah. so we'll Goodness. see how that finishes out so that's in may we're just along for the ride oh right that's now. soon yeah that yeah. is really soon yeah <laughs> you're like yes it's yes. soon yes but it'll be great it'll be totally fine and it's like very low-key but it's so funny because I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, Let me know when you have do? updates. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. So weird. Yeah. Um, that is a heck no. Okay. So my heck no is not really a heck no. It's more just like a funny, like, like I would say if I was being dramatic, I would say they're heck no's, but I think they're actually kind of cute. So like when you get married, you just find like weird random things about your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's too <laughs> could just list them his alarm goes off in the morning and it's dogs barking like oh. actual wolves like wolf like <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds like, like a turkey call but it's like like <laughs> like it's dogs barking like that's the alarm and I'm just thinking like where did that come from why did you choose that we like, have yeah I'm so confused. Like maybe he's feeling nostalgic because he, like his dog is living with his parents right now. I'm like, I don't know, but it's dog barking. Another thing is that he, when he does his hair in the morning, he like wets his hair and then like puts in everything. He breathes like Darth Vader while he's doing his hair. He has no, it's like his concentration. Like he's like, (sighs) it's like all like, 
like mouth breathing. And it's just so funny because he like does not realize he does it. Another thing is that um, he has more of a sweet tooth than me, which is so hard. Like he, yeah, he like, like last night was we have vanilla ice cream with strawberries, little mini chocolate chips and um, whipped cream. And we were like laying in bed and then we got out of bed at 11 PM and decided it was just the most random thing. Anyways, he has such a sweet tooth. And then another thing is that he is always singing some like Irish jig tune song. (laughs) Like he could be in the bathroom singing it. He could be like doing dishes, singing it. Like he's always singing it. Like there's always a tune going on in his head, like all the time. And it really doesn't annoy me. It's just so funny. So it's not a heck of no. It's just like, it's just, it's funny what you find out about someone when you live with them. Yeah, for real. (laughs) I have questions about the dogs barking. I Maybe st- every, he can explain that. Someday. I am so confused. Like there is so many to pick from and it's better than the one that's like, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, that yes. like gives you PTSD. But the dogs, I'm like, how is that even an option? But <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Here we are. <laughs> okay. What's your heck yes, Meg? Um, My heck yes is to I woke up early this whole week so far and I've worked out as in like I've done 60 jumping jacks and call it good um and I (laughs) stay you're not allowed to laugh at me for that it's a sensitive subject more than I've done more than (laughs) I've done that's fair um but I just, I woke up early, I got my heart rate up and it's been one of the most productive weeks and one of the most like mentally stable. Like not that I'm like unstable mentally normally, but but when, when you're pregnant and you're working from home and you have a toddler and you have a husband who has his own job, like, and you're making big life decisions and lots going on, it's been really impressive how healthy my mentality has been like all week just because I've woken up early and put myself my time and my workout first even if it means waking up early which I don't normally like to do so I gather that because I didn't think I would have done it for more than like two days so (laughs) it's been three days four days days. (laughs) it's this is actually really encouraging because I keep telling myself like today I'm gonna work out today I'm going to work out Mm -hmm. and today goes by and tomorrow comes and I haven't worked out. And like, it is something to say where it's like you work out in the morning and it really does affect even the way you concentrate during the day. Yeah. But like, even for me, not to like bring it back to me, but like with ADHD (laughs) working out in the morning is super helpful because it helps you concentrate. And then I'm not laying in bed at 10 PM with like restless leg syndrome. Yes. I have that. Yeah. Yeah. Like not able to fall asleep, like always just moving around. Like I could run a mile when it's 10 PM. Mm -hmm. And it's because like my energy gets so built up if I'm not actually like, I don't leave the house, you know what I mean? So it's totally something where like, I need to start doing it because I'm like laying in bed at 1am, just like I have so much energy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I noticed too, that my first thought when I woke up wasn't like, oh, Carrie's up. Okay, got to get on with the day. Got to wash the dishes, got to whatever. My first thought in the morning is like all these endorphins and like feel good things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, Carrie's up. Let me go get her. And then let me go on with my day. It's totally like a mindset shift. Yeah. Takes 10 minutes, 
20 jumping jacks, whatever. Like, and it's like, oh, game changer. And I'm like, wow, that's all it takes. Okay. <laughs> There's some science behind this. Interesting. There is. Oh, yeah. And we've known that for like the, our entire lives as athletes. But then when you're no longer forced to work out, you just don't. So <laughs> yeah. Feel that. And it is a change to be working out, not for the body, but working out for your brain. Yes. I think we talked about that with uh, Dominique when she yeah. came on, but it's, it, it was a mindset shift of like, why am I working out now? If I'm pregnant and I'm going to have stretch marks and I'm not going to, I'm not working on my abs. Like what's the point? And now it's like, oh, it's for my mood overall. It's for my stable mentality is for, and it's like, oh, that's worth it too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Avery, what's your heck yes? Okay. So funny because mine is very similar, not yes. the working out part, okay, but well. I finally feel like I've gotten back into like having a morning routine, which nice. is so good for me. Like I'm somebody who loves having a routine and being able mm-hmm. to know like, okay, this is how I'm starting my day. And I have so many things going on right now. Like I'm working full-time, have my business going, too many things, like too many things for one human, but being able to be like, okay, I'm going to get up and like go through my morning, get my Nespresso, which I don't have a fancy one like CC does, but. <laughs> but you have the Nespresso. Yeah. Comes, okay. That's still fancy, Avery. It's not the same level that we're, it's fine. It's okay. We're I see yours it. and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do the pretty little art. Like my, my doesn't do quite the same thing, but <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But it's, it's just so good to like, have a routine, be able to know what's happening, like the first Mm -hmm. couple hours of my day. And then like, okay, now I am prepared and can go in and like get all of my morning wedding work done and then go in and have my nine to five and be able to like, feel like I'm actually on top of what's going on instead of just having mile long to-do lists that are so overwhelming. I feel like I can't breathe. So another, Mm -hmm. another good mental routine and adding the working in or working out part into that that's a goal yeah. for like next week or one thing Baby steps. over here. But totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you guys are like really encouraging me right now because <laughs> I feel like it's just like, oh yeah, well, like Patrick goes to work at this time today. So like, I'll get up then. And like, sometimes I have meetings at 8am. Sometimes I have meetings starting at 11, sometimes yeah. something like this at 930. I'm like, I just need some consistency in my life because yeah. nothing is like Patrick's schedule will never be consistent nope. for the next five years. Nope. So I can't base my life off of his schedule. That's what um, it messes you up. I noticed that over the break, whenever Avery was around it, like more, or like his schedule was more like, I like just kind of went with it. And then I was mentally like, wow, what's going on? Totally. Yeah. Good. I feel that. Take that. Get, get motivated. (laughs) Love, love an espresso. My father has one. He's a big fan. Shout out to my dad when you're listening. Hey. Um, (laughs) What's your heck yes? Okay. Well, funny Avery mentioned espresso. Mine is just a morning cappuccino. Um, This is the only, besides Megan's wedding gift, the second wedding gift, the only ones we have in our house because all the rest is in storage are our little espresso cups with like the plate underneath it. And they're so cute. And they're like perfect for one shot and milk with a cappuccino. And they're just, I thought at first when I got them, I was like, oh my gosh, I think they're too small, but seriously, they're perfect. And so cute and little like, oh, I just feel like quintessential when you drink (laughs) it. 
I know. I'm like, I feel like I should wear like a hoop skirt or something while I'm drinking this um, in a corset. But um, yeah, like Patrick has literally found like the perfect settings. We're using a blonde roast. It's just so good. It's like better than anything. Because like when you buy a cappuccino at a coffee shop, you never know. Like most of the time they just add way too much milk and not an it's just like this weird kind of thing but now it's like consistent and it's like better than a cafe and I just freaking love it and Avery we haven't figured out designs yet I think I need to order some toothpicks or like pick up some um I don't think that I can ever get to that level like (laughs) I just that's expecting a lot from me and just dumping it all in and like having the foam on top is good enough but I have I have (laughs) keep up with your progress Thanks. (laughs) well it's hard because like I'm very like we all know I'm not a perfectionist so me to like want to do this is like a very big like is the word uptake uptake yeah yeah uptake because like I really don't care I just like the point of this is to drink it not to create art but I'm very 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 interested in this part of it so well and you're an aesthetic person you're a visual person so like that's one true. could say the the motivation behind it is to have a really pretty artsy cappuccino on your story one day. Okay, <laughs> the more reason is to host when people host to impress them. That's true, more but reason. that what lures people in to go. Okay, now we gotta send it. We have to buy the ticket and go visit them because lures to- people in. <laughs> like I'm like. If you don't think I try to post things about our life here to like make you guys come back and visit us, then you don't know how I work on Instagram. <laughs> All I need to see is Carrie's cute voice and I'm booking a ticket. Perfect. I'll send you a video today. <laughs> I'm excited about this episode because I know nothing about wedding planning. So I feel like I'm just going to sit here and learn. It's so good. So choose life. We love them. Carrie loves them. Uh, they just released new crib shoes and they're like Carrie's favorite little like booties. They're really easy to put on. They're really comfortable and they have a leather, like a, I think it's leather sole. So like, I actually feel comfortable with her walking around Walmart with them, but they're really pretty. They're a caramel color with the Ave Maria symbol on them or the Cairo symbol on them. And then they also have baptismal crib shoes as well. And we just huge fans of them. She's been wearing them since she was born. They have sizes up to 24 months, I believe. Maybe beyond that, probably not. But she's still wearing them right now, 18 months. So use code ROSARY, R-O-S-A-R-Y, all caps, one, zero. ROSARY10 for 10% off your next order. All the links to their website and their Instagram and everything will be in our show notes. Yeah. They're so cute because, uh, they last forever. Cause they're actually like well-made. It's not just like yes. a sock thing, you know? Yes. Um, yes. yeah. So freaking cute. Okay. So here we have Avery. So Avery was my wedding planner and I knew from the start that I, I needed a wedding planner. Um, and it's something I always wanted. I'm not a detail person. Like I said, not a perfectionist. So, um, I knew I needed one and I knew that Avery listened to the podcast cause she had posted in our Facebook group. I went in the heck Facebook group, um, yeah. before. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this is so cool. If I can like use someone who actually kind of like knows me and follows along, um, knows how but- I like my pop tarts. That's all I need. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she lived by me, which is cool. So, okay. Let's just start off with like how you got into the business, Avery. 
Yeah, totally. So I always say that it's so funny because my parents were like the first of their friends to get married. So I was like the go-to flower girl for like all of their friends' weddings when I was like a toddler, like so little. Um, So I always am like, I've been the the flower girl at all the weddings since like before (laughs) I can even remember. And I see all these pictures and it's so funny, like what I do now. Um, But I really got into it the spring of my freshman year of college. Um, I'd like followed a wedding planner on Instagram for a while. And she posted that she was like looking for interns for the upcoming wedding season. And I literally had no background. It was just like, this will be so much fun. Like such a great like weekend job in college. And it was very much just like day of stuff. We just like pop in, help out and like move stuff around and go around with the bridal party and make sure everything was going well. Um, so I literally just like DM'd the girl and was like, hey, I know you're looking for people in Baltimore. Like I'm in DC right now. Does that still work? Um, got in touch with her and ended up doing two years of weddings under her. So I worked with her 2019 and 2020. Um, and then obviously that was like, I got my start in weddings right when COVID happened, which was craziness. Um, I was supposed to work like 11 weddings the 2020 season and I ended up working three which was like oh my gosh it was just such a crazy thing to come into and I think that it's been really helpful ultimately like in knowing how to do weddings because all of the like any possibility that is ever gonna come up I feel like I've worked with at this point and can figure out how to navigate around but um so I worked with her for two years and then after that um my school had been online so I I was at home and then I was coming back to DC um, in beginning of 2021. And I was like, this is a good opportunity to try and pivot and see if I want to work for someone who's like local to DC, just because I've been driving all over the place um, and wanted to do some that were like local to DC. Then I started working with DC brides who had like all this money and just had like literally so much money. I, they didn't know what to do with it. And we're just like playing and whatever. And it was just not the right vibe for me. And it was not the kind of people that I wanted to work with. And like, it was so fun. It was so cool to see like all of these creative pieces, but ultimately the focus and like their reasoning for getting married wasn't, didn't necessarily align with what I saw. And like, at this point I'd been in the wedding industry for three full years. And I was so tired of just seeing like, yeah, you know, we're going to have like a 10 minute ceremony. And then we want to just like go get drunk and dance with our friends. And I was like, oh, Okay. All right. And obviously like in being Catholic, there's such a different like focus on the wedding day. And we have so many other things that go into it. Um, And I, at the time had done a little bit of research and seen that we don't really have like a lot of Catholic wedding planners. Now that I'm in this role, it's myself and three other women like in the country, like that's it. Um, And obviously, you know, there's only so many weekends in the year and so many people can take so many weddings. Um, So they're, their dates were getting booked. People weren't able to, you know, find the Catholic vendors that they wanted. And I was like, you know what? I don't love what I'm doing in DC right now. I'm just, I decided I was quitting there in May of 2021. And then by July, I had launched my company and was doing my first wedding, like 4th of July weekend. So it was craziness. I obviously had been doing it for years. So I like knew all the ins and outs, but going ahead and like setting up a business first of all is a whole nother like mm-hmm. whole nother episode it is so crazy so much work um and that was an insane process to try and work through but it was very much like this is my dream job ultimately 
you know, I want to be like you guys too and be like, I am going to be a wife and a mom and I have my own company and I can like take on the work that I want and, you know, work through um, taking on weddings when it aligns well with my life goals and all of those pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was like this past summer was the perfect timing for me to be like, you know what, I can go ahead and set up all that back end stuff right now. Like I don't have anything else. I was obviously doing work over the summer um, for a different company, but you know, I had the opportunity to have free time and like set everything up. And I was like, you know what, I'll obviously always go through and like, I'll change my branding eventually. And I'll swap out photos on my website, but like, let me go ahead and like set up. Just my do it. Like Just I have the time. It. Let's do yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. So I went ahead and did that and then um, had a wedding in July and then talked to Cece and booked her wedding. I think it was like end of July or early August. It was like very oh, yeah. soon after my first, um, my first like official wedding I did under my yeah. own. I think it was in, in July because I got engaged the last week of June and we gave like two weeks until we started like thinking about wedding stuff. And, um, we already knew our venue and the date. And so I was just (laughs) like, well, next thing need a wedding planners. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Yeah. It's been so great. So crazy, but I absolutely, obviously love it. And I love being working with very much. Like, I think I have one wedding that's not a specifically Catholic wedding this upcoming year. And it's so great just to like work with people who have the same values right off mm-hmm. the bat. And it's so nice. And yeah, it's, I'm living the dream over here. It's craziness. I like freak out all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got another inquiry. Like what is going yes, on? This is crazy. That doesn't this is get so- old. Oh my gosh. It's wild. I got three yesterday. Like ah, just yesterday. Three. Everyone needs to calm down. <laughs> Seriously. And then anytime either of you post anything on Instagram, I think I got like 60 followers from you mentioning your, me and your story yesterday. So all of the shout outs have been adding up. So yeah, well, it's like, appreciated. we love to just like help, like we understand the small business life yeah, and totally. we understand the startup life and like, understand that, like whatever you're, you're bringing in depends on you. Yeah. And so it's so awesome to be able to bounce off of each other and just support each other of things we love because totally. like it's blessed us so much. Yeah. Um, right. No, and it's when awesome. you just have the professionalism and the drive for it, that it's like, obviously I want to send people to you. I know that they're going to have a phenomenal experience. I know that yeah. they're going to get their money's worth. I know it's going to be worth their time to check out your page. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. heck yeah, yeah to that. You're an easy sell, Avery. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, but now sell it to someone who has no clue why they need a wedding. Yeah, what is the importance? Like, why do you need a wedding? And like, I could go on and on and on. But first, Avery, you, why do you need a wedding planner? And also just real quick, like, you can, like, this is just another example of like, if you want to do something, you can do it. Gain some experience. Like her degree wasn't, wasn't like the determining factor of her starting a business. Like she wasn't even graduated yet. And it's not like she got a major in like wedding planning. Like, no, the way you, the way you learn more is about working in the field, interning, putting in some free work, putting in some, you know, low pay work to get that experience because experience sells and experience is how you create your own business. Yeah. And And I think that's so important in the wedding industry. I'm sure Megan, you've seen, um, even in like the photography end is like, no one will ever understand what goes on during a wedding day 
whether you're a guest, you're the couple, you're in the bridal party, like you'll never see all of these behind the scenes pieces. And unless you've physically done it, there's no way that you can come in and just be like, oh yeah, I need to go steam everyone's dresses. I need to then go from that and make sure that the flat lay is done for the photo and video and like have all of these running pieces in your head. You just don't know about. And it's not anything that, you know, I look at it and I'm like, oh, she doesn't know. Like, it's very much just, there's so many pieces behind the scenes that you right. will never, you'll never see. Like, there's Well, and no one's going to no hire you if you didn't just jump into it and gain experience doing it yeah. and shadowing someone and whatever. A lot of uh, photographers that want to be wedding photographers ask how to get in the wedding industry or mention that they've said yes to shooting someone's wedding and they never shot a wedding before. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like shadow someone first, gain some experience first. That doesn't rely all on you. So then when you do give that to someone else, they, they love the experience. They can trust you with their day and you're not freaking out the whole day because it's your first time you've ever been in charge of something that day. Totally. Totally. And I think that goes right into what you're saying. Like, why on earth do you even need a wedding? Like, what is the reason here? And it's very much because there's so many pieces, you'll never be able to handle everything. And I think it a lot of times goes back to like actual like month of day of, because obviously depending on people's lifestyles, what they do for work, you know, Cece said she's not a details person and looking at all these details for months is going to stress her the heck out. So we don't want her stressing out, but at the same time, there's plenty of people who are like, look, I don't have a super stressful job. Like I'm really excited to go into wedding planning and like have all these ideas and that's amazing like there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to go ahead and you know bring your vision to life but at the same time when it comes to that month of your wedding I don't need you freaking out in the corner over your florals because you're like I'm missing a bouquet like what am I gonna do or yeah like just so many things going on and it's really important to me and you know why I started specifically in the Catholic wedding industry is because there's something so much deeper going on than just having a pretty wedding day. And there's something to be said for being able to like sit down and, you know, like Cece, you've talked about that change that happens when you go from being single to dating, to engage, to getting married. And you're going through so many changes in your life and you're moving and starting, you know, to have your life alongside another person. And there's a lot of growth that needs to be done on the back end. And it takes time. Like, you need to be putting that time into preparing yourself for what's coming up rather than sitting there and freaking out about, you know, what color your plates are going to be. Like that is not the most important thing. And I think that's where a lot of people can kind of spiral a little bit as we see so many beautiful things on Pinterest and you're like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And then, you know, you figure out how much money those things are, first of all, and that is a whole nother conversation. Um, And then, you know, there's just so many really beautiful things out there and it can be hard to really stay focused and say like, okay, this is what I'm going for. This is the look that I want. And these are the pieces I need to get myself there. And I think that that's just such a major part of being a wedding planner is being able to establish like, this is our goal. This is what we want. Cece was saying she just like wanted to host her friends. And that is very much what the focus was. And so I was able to step in and be like, okay, we're going to host your friends. Absolutely. Let's make sure that we have all of these coach buses so that they don't have to worry about trying to drive around. And I was able to like step in and play that role and get all the buses coordinated and make sure, you know, that that those 
especially like literally moving pieces um, are taken care of and there's someone watching and checking in on all of that. And, you know, there's just so many things that come up. I think it's especially different with Catholic weddings and even like traditional like church weddings in that, you know, we're most times not doing like a first look before, or you're not interacting with like the guys and the girls aren't in the same place Mm. and all And also like the ceremony isn't the same place as the reception because oftentimes that's really common. Totally, totally. And, you know, then we add in that, oh, most Catholics probably get married at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And then you're like, well, what do we do now? (laughs) We're just going to hang out until the reception starts. Yeah. And so just having someone to bounce those ideas off of is so helpful, I found for couples. Um, And, you know, I think it does ultimately come back to month of day of being able to really be present and not thinking in the back of your head of all these things that are going on because I'm the person who sits there and thinks of all the things that's going on and it's overwhelming for me and I've done this for four years now like (laughs) don't you worry if this is your first time especially for you know people who haven't um been to a lot of weddings or like been in other friends weddings like a lot of people just don't know what they want and they also don't know what they need in that. Um, And you you know, I'm able to come in and then fill that need and say, okay, well, these are how many guests we're looking at. Let's see what overall kind of like design do you personally like? And then working through and saying, what's important to you? Like on your actual wedding day, do you want to, you know, be able to run around and like hang out with all of these friends and family members that have come in? Or do you want to, you know, take breaks and go hang out with your new husband and, build those pieces in and like prioritizing what's important to you because you can entirely just get swept away in the craziness of it all and get so excited that you don't remember a single thing that happens and I think that's where the idea of like yeah well I was at my wedding and I like didn't even get to eat my food I paid for like I think that's where that comes in too is people just get so excited and they're running around and you know the last thing in your mind is like, oh, let me go make sure I sit down and eat so I don't feel like I died tomorrow. <laughs> when right. I yeah. right. And I know like even, you know, in the morning, everyone's so excited getting hair and makeup done and everything. I pop in and I'm like, hey, you all need to like eat some food. Let's make sure that yeah. we're not going to have somebody pass out during that. Like all of those random things you just get so excited about and forget. And I know personally, like that's something that I work through every single day is that I just get so focused and I'm like oh yeah I should probably eat food like those right. random things that happen to us on a day-to-day basis that's only heightened when you're having a wedding and such a monumental right. like life moment so right yeah very much I feel, so. like, I feel like it helps too and just having someone that's on the exact same wavelength as you but yeah. not absorbing all of the excitement and emotion of the exactly. day exactly Exactly. Because and even, had, even your husband is like, yeah, okay. He might be sort of on the same page, but he's not typically yeah. <laughs> as involved in wedding planning as say Patrick was. And he's also <laughs> yeah. absorbing the emotion that you are. So neither of y'all are going to be able to keep each other totally on track without a third party. Entirely. Entirely. And you also need someone there to like physically do things. Like, yeah, totally. You can't physically go ahead and like put out all of the candles yourself on your wedding day. It's not possible it's just not, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not, that's not realistic. And no one wants to spend their wedding day running around and making it all pretty and making everything happen. And no. that's something that I think is like one of those little misconceptions that people are like, Oh, I can't afford a wedding planner. So I'm just going to like have my parents set everything up. And I'm like, 
okay, that's great until you and your mom are about to like fight with each other because she doesn't understand what you're trying to articulate to her. Emotions are already so high because everyone's so excited, but then sometimes that doesn't translate in the best way. Um, and you want somebody who knows exactly what your plan is, has your floor plan laid out, like is able, art has already gone through and knows what you want and can just make it happen. And you walk in and it looks beautiful. Like I did. And like, you're like, no one's mother's job is to set up their wedding. Their mother's yeah. job is to be the mother of the bride. Exactly. Like, I feel like it's just so mm-hmm. unfair to put that on to someone's parents because like, that's not their job. Like yeah. that's a wedding planner's job. It's also not the matron of honor's job. The matron or maid of honor is supposed to be the maid to the bride, not the yeah. maid to the planning. Yeah. Um, And there's just like so many points you touched on. I was just taking notes. So I would remember, um, but yeah, like the, I was so much able to like focus on me and my mindset and my heart instead of the planning aspect, because I knew the planning was taken care of. And there was so many things that people would ask me even like week of the wedding, like, Oh, what, what is this? Or like, what are you doing? I'm like, not my job. I don't yeah. know. Care. Like the amount of times I was just like, I don't know, not my job. And just like, yeah. it's someone's job and Avery has it, but that's not my job. My job is to be the bride and to be excited yeah. and to be present. And you know, then I, you have the opportunity to pass that along. And it was so funny. I was looking back the day after your wedding and I was like scrolling through my phone. It was just all like unknown numbers and random people like, Hey, I'm trying like, can I leave my car here? And can I do this and that? And I'm like, this is why I have a job because you don't need to be trying to answer those questions. Like, that's what I'm here for. If you're allowed to leave your car in this parking lot, like, please don't ask the bride that. Like, we are good. That's what I'm here for. Let's double check all of those moving things with all of these guests. And you didn't even have a very large wedding. Like, imagine, multiply that by like three easily. I mean, there was (laughs) like 90 people. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Under a hundred people. And what I did, I was just like, let people know like, Hey, this is my wedding planner's number. If you need anything, give her a call. Like I won't have my phone, which I literally didn't have my phone on me. So I wouldn't even be able to, you know, so that was like, so, so helpful is just to be able to, and like the week of the wedding, I was sick. And so like, I was not feeling well, had this like terrible cold and, um, that I was like able to just like literally lay in my bed and like (laughs) my maid maid of honor was just like massaging me I was like chugging elderberry and it was just so great. Cause again, I was able to focus on me, focus on Patrick. I was able to, cause I was feeling a lot better. Like Monday, Tuesday, I was like, not good. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was doing great. And like, I was able to like host my family and my, my like parents-in-law and everything at my own home the day before the wedding, like Thursday morning, I was able to host a brunch because like I wanted to like that to be a priority of like hosting people um as they came in to town and everything and like show show them my apartment like show them where I live and stuff like that and I wouldn't have been able to spend that time with them or like have have the time or the details to host my actual family the morning before my wedding or the day before if like I was worrying about like trying to get flowers here and the cake here and like yeah you know the candles here and it would just would not have happened um I would have been stretched too thin another thing is like I would say like even if Avery didn't do all of the other things I would still pay the same amount if she controlled all the emails like literally <laughs> if her only job was to communicate between vendors via email I would have still yeah. paid the same price because that 
saved my butt. I hate it. I hate emails. I hate the contacting this person. Let's, let's negotiate with this. Can this person do this time? Oh, they're not, they're booked. Okay. They can't, I got to find another person to see if they're available. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I hate that. That is like the worst thing. That is like, that is my purgatory. And <laughs> like, Avery did that. And I didn't have to deal with anything. She would literally just organize me and give me like simple to do's weekly. And like, she would take care of the rest. And I didn't have to have hardly any contact with any vendor. And it was yeah. great. It was so yeah, great. And it's very much, even in that beginning process, when you're, I know you guys already like had a venue, but I work with a ton of couples who come in and they're like, we don't even have a venue. And then I go ahead and have to reach out to 30 plus venues because their wedding's in six months and everything in DC is already booked. And that saves them literal hours of their life. And I think that's something that's important as people are thinking about like, okay, how much money am I spending? Like, where am I putting these priorities? Is like, I think about it in saying like, okay, if you make $20 an hour at work and you're going to spend, you know, a hundred hours at working on wedding planning, like think about that in terms of if you were spending those hours, like on your job, like the difference in that is so helpful for people to see, like, you know, there are a couple pieces that you want to DIY. Absolutely go for it. Have so much fun. But like, if you're in a stressful job or if busy, like season, season of life, yeah. like think about it in that perspective. And if you really need to like monetize it in that way and say like, okay, I make this much money. I work every hour. This is how much time I would spend planning my wedding. Like, oh yeah, it's worth it to spend a couple thousand dollars and have a wedding planner. And then I can actually do my job and focus on other things. Cause it is a lot of a time. It's a big time commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And also just like, not to be like, Oh, your mental health, but literally your mental health. I would have been a crying yeah. wreck six months of planning the wedding. And I'm not a crier. Megan knows that. And I would have literally been yeah. crying because I'm so stressed out. <laughs> I'm the crier in the friendship. So it really would have thrown me off if <laughs> she was crying like that prior to her wedding. <laughs> like my life sucks. I can't do anything right. The wedding <laughs> so that's what we don't want that is not allowed (laughs) it's not allowed like it's supposed to be fun happy time um and never once did I like think like oh that's like I'm scared that's not gonna excuse me I'm scared that's not gonna go smoothly like never once again I was literally able to be like I don't know like that's not my job it's taking care of like hi how are you just like you know in the moment so present and um also something that I was able to do without that I wouldn't been been able to do without a wedding planner is like Patrick and I were able to step away from the wedding, literally like every 90 minutes and just like, take it all in and have a load time and be like, wow, like, look at this. Like, this is seriously the greatest day of our lives. Like, and it was, and we were able to do that because we knew the whole timeline was taken care of and everything, you know, the logistics of it were already set in place. Um, another thing is that, um, like how you were saying Avery is like most brides don't remember their wedding because all the adrenaline and everything that was my biggest fear was to not remember my wedding and like looking back the day I remember most out of probably my whole life is my wedding yeah and it's it's because like there, like, there's so much planning that went into it, da, 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 da. but like, I was able to be so present in like no amount of money could pay for being present. And like, you know, 
money, like you can make money doing anything. Everyone in the world makes money, but time is seriously our greatest commodity and being present in that time, mentally and physically there in that moment is, is really priceless at the end of the day. Um, after spending like the amount of money you do on a wedding and then not to remember it, it's like, it's not worth it. It's not. So yeah, I could just talk all day, all day. Um, Avery, what is actually, let me just play this voicemail because, um, it's, it's asking you a question. Hey, Cece and Meg, this is Kateri. Um, so I know you guys are saying that you're going to have your wedding planner Avery on next week. And so I have a question for her. Um, I'm really looking into a day of coordinator, but I'm not quite sure what I can expect like a day of wedding planner person to do. Like, is there certain things that they do or that they don't do, or is that more specific or what's like maybe like a broad sense of what they can do for me? Uh, I'd love to hear what Avery has to say. Thanks. Okay. Amazing. So I think that that's something that so many brides come into their wedding day and are like, I know that I can do everything, but I just need someone to be there for the day of so that, you know, my mom doesn't have to go try and set stuff up. Um, so I've actually shifted to doing month of coordination um, instead of just doing day of, because it does truly take a full month for me to go ahead and connect with all of your vendors, figure out um, what their hours look like, figure out, you know, how you're envisioning that your tables are set, all of those pieces. The timeline. Yeah, the timeline. Yeah, (laughs) totally. So that's a big piece um, and something that I think, you know, does, it takes more than the day of. And I think that's something that's more of a misconception with day of as well is like, there's no way for someone to come in on just the day of and walk in and make it look right. Um, Even if, you know, planners call it a day of package, they do at least a month's worth of work on the back end to say, okay, let's figure out, you know, you have Megan doing your photography and she's coming in for eight hours, but you're, you know, getting ready at this time, you're ending at this time. How are we breaking up those hours where, you know, what shots do you want to get all of those that are, you know, things that people don't necessarily think of. They're like, Oh, I have eight hours. I'm good. Um, and a lot of times I know that does end up getting passed down to a photographer to say like, okay, this is like kind of my timeline. Like, can, is this work? And I think that's something that, you know, quite frankly, doesn't really work. And you need to have someone who's in communication with all of your other vendors, because it's not just a photographer. You have to make sure that your florist is there on time. You have to make sure that catering is updating you and letting you know that the sunlight isn't, that the sunlight isn't going. And like something that with our, like, if, literally the the timeline was like the sudoku puzzle of the world like it was (laughs) so complicated and like we ended up having to like transition our hair and makeup to come even earlier and I ended up like you know paying Brad my photographer for two extra hours and like you know things like that that literally I would have never thought of yeah but they were all figured out like literally weeks before the wedding and I was just so happy to do it and so happy to like make those changes because I knew that like when you have the vendor's comfort in mind, Mm -hmm. like everything will go so smoothly. Like, Hey Brad, like, are you going to feel more comfortable with two extra hours photographing? You're not going to be stressed. Okay, great. You need to, great. Let's do it because I want you to feel most comfortable doing your best work. How can I set you up for success? And like, yeah. And so like Avery literally makes sure of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So with day or not 
necessarily like day of, if you were to hire someone that, who would come in day of, they would go ahead and normally um, communicate with all of your vendors and find out what their hours are when they're expecting to come in. Obviously they have to go in and meet with you and figure out, you know, how you want your day to go, what time your mass is, what time your reception's starting. Are you having a cocktail hour before that? Are we having transportation? So many things that move along and make a timeline. So that is a lot of um, the back end focus if you're having someone come in day of is on making sure they understand your timeline, your ultimate goals for your day, and then how you want things to look. Um, I think that that's, you know, something with day of or month of, whichever it may be, um, people know what they want their wedding to look like. And most brides who are comfortable doing month of or day of are able to go ahead and take care of most of the things. But then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, on my wedding day, I can't go and like set up my tables how I want them to look. It's just not possible. So going in and really understanding, you know, what they want things to look like is so important. And then ultimately like handling pieces like tips. Like if you have cash tips you're giving to people, you are not running around in your wedding dress handing out envelopes at your reception. No, not allowed. I say that's not allowed. <laughs> um, but, you know, taking care of all of those, all those things that are just like literally random pieces floating around in your head um, that, you know, you don't want to be trying to keep track of. So most um, for day of will be, you know, focused on timeline, focused on design, making sure that everything's there. A lot of brides who take that route normally have like decor pieces they're bringing in. Um, so setting all of those up, breaking everything down, loading it back into whatever vehicle it's going back in, um, all of those physical like action items. And then um, for myself, when I do month of, I also offer like three different planning little meetings as you kind of work through your planning process. So like if you're you know, six months out and you have this like raging question you can't figure out and you don't know where else to go, that's when I step in and I say, okay, let's just like get an update. Tell me what you guys have been doing. I'll make sure that you stay on track. And then I hop in that month of and really take everything on, but I'm there as a resource throughout mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. So that if you're like, I'm having this problem and I, you know, I think I might need a liquor license to pour. And it's just so confusing. Like that was that so even? complicated. <laughs> so it, it's complicated even for me because it varies so much by venue and like who is in charge um, you can't take alcohol. alcohol, like past state lines. You have to have like venue insurance. Like yeah. where, what you have to venue in like all this stuff, all the details, yeah. complications, all the details, read your contracts, ladies, read your contracts yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's when, you know, like oh, insurance is something that is randomly slid in a lot of times. And it's like, Oh, by the way, you have to have insurance covering like a million dollars of damages. And yeah. it's two weeks before and brides are like, Oh, okay. yeah, I need to get that. Okay, cool. Got it. So just pieces like that, where you, you know, have to read the fine print and understand, like I was looking um, at a venue the other day for a couple and they had a mini section on like having a dance floor and it's like very much a historical site and it makes sense that they have it. But if you want to bring in a dance floor and have dancing, you need to have like a specific padding and then, you know, a layer on top of that. And you have to have it brought in this way and taken out this way. And those are just pieces that can take hours of your time if you're not aware of it ahead of time. Um, and, you know, you don't want to figure out on your day of and then, then be like, oh, you don't have the dance floor, so you can't dance. So you guys just have to hang out and talk all night. So Bounce <laughs> your knees. Sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Megan, totally. from a vendor perspective, 
what have you shot weddings? Like, wh- like just from a vendor perspective, what is the difference between having a wedding planner and not having one or like how much oh pressure gosh. it takes off of you? Just kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, one, I always prefer the ones with wedding vendors <laughs> because, or with wedding planners, because if they don't have a wedding planner, I kind of become a wedding planner and a wedding photographer. And I am kind of the one in charge of getting everyone out the door on the right time, getting everyone to the place at the right time, making sure everyone on top of doing what I actually yeah. am licensed to do, which is <laughs> photography. Um, and then when they do have a wedding planner, I don't have to do things like the flat lay. It's already laid out. And then I don't have to worry about losing any of the heirloom pieces in their flat lay <laughs> from their great grandma. Um, yeah. And I, I don't have to run off the group list when it comes to group shots after the ceremony. The wedding planner's already got that and she's vocalizing who needs to be where. And I'm just shooting those group photos and we're making the most out of your time and your day. Yeah. Instead of me running around wrangling Aunt Susie, finding out who Aunt Susie is, where she's at, and that she needs to be in this photo while keeping everyone else in the same location for the group photo, it's chaos. You almost need chaos. If there's not a wedding planner, you almost need a second shooter. Yes. That's why I like recommend second shooters. That's why I hired a second shooter for my own wedding because I had no clue what a wedding planner did at the time. I'd never, I was the first of my friends to get married. So I had, and I was never in a wedding. So I was like, I don't know anything. And so I hired a second shooter because that's all I knew from my own experience. And that's what my second shooter did. She made sure the group shots happened. She was the vocal one. Um, so yeah, I, it, I would prefer if you would hire a wedding planner when hiring me. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Avery. Yes, <laughs> I'll come down. I will come to wherever you are. <laughs> it really yeah, does I make think, a difference. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's very much, you want everyone to be able to feel confident in their job and be focused on their job. So like at your wedding, we, you know, had finished up hair and makeup. Everyone got dressed and all excited and ran downstairs and was going to take pictures. And then, you know, your photo and video were like, I left half of my gear upstairs in the hotel and we're just going to keep walking to the church. But like, should I run back and try and get it? And I was like, no, I'll bring it there in 10 minutes. Like, it's fine guys, not to worry. And then they were able to keep going and like continue to actually do their job instead of backtracking, going and getting all their stuff from the getting ready room and then going back to the church. So like even just efficiency and making a timeline run better so that, you know, people can focus on what their real job is instead of trying to play photographer and planner. And I think that that's, I think photographers are normally the people who, get that kind of stuck on them if they because we're um, the only other ones with them all day exactly and so they're just like obviously and sometimes like you mentioned we are the ones that like run them through and build a timeline with them yeah because they don't have a wedding planner and because at least we know when the sunlight's good and then that's what we base it off of and we run with it and so at that point once they've given you that duty they're like so you got the rest right and it's like no (laughs) actually no (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Most brides aren't weird and want like dark flash photos like I did. So you should to look. <laughs> you're like, we can go till 1 a.m. This is fine. I'm like, I want it black. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's so funny. Okay. So another thing is just like some, like going, going through some fast questions here Yeah. is, um, what's the biggest thing a maid of honor can do to help? Yeah, I think that maid of honor's job, in my opinion, is literally focused on the bride. So like your matron of honor was a perfect example where 
you guys were doing photos and I was finishing up stuff at the church, but she was able to run after you, poor Jordan in her heels and pick <laughs> up your dress as you were walking across the streets of old town and is able make to make sure my hair looked good and like yeah, reapply lipstick and yeah, like playing that role and literally being like your personal attendant so that I can focus on what the other hundred people are doing in the background. I mean, obviously like if your matron maid of honor isn't like the most comfortable in that position and, you know, doesn't quite know what to do with themselves. Like I'll obviously step in and play that role, but that's something from my end. that's so, so helpful is if they're able to be with you and just kind of like keep tabs on you, they're likely one of your best friends and know you best. And they can tell even better than I can, if, you know, something is going on like subconsciously and they can Mm -hmm. tell that you are like off a little bit or like even Austin, uh, the best man, first of all, I need him at every wedding I ever do too. But he was like, Avery, we need Advil and we need snacks. And I was like, okay, got it. And it, you know, that just like comes up through conversation. And uh-huh. it wasn't necessarily like somebody being like, uh, let me go find the wedding planner. It was just like coming up in conversation and people were like, yeah. I need water. I need Advil and I need snacks right now. <laughs> like and uh-huh. getting to that time. And I just like need a little pick me up. And I was able to go and do that. And that just again, came up in conversation. It wasn't like someone was like, oh, go, go find the planner. It's just that I'm there and able to help with that instead of you being like, okay, can we get somebody to go like run to like CVS down the street? Yeah. Like, no, 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 <laughs> it's fine. I have some in my car. Don't worry. And like um, Patrick's best man was like water boy. So he would follow us as we were taking photos, make us drink water and then like screw on the cap. And then 10 minutes later, make us drink water. And like, it was so He funny. Also, so I don't know if you realized he was like guarding the road when you guys were taking pictures on like the cobblestone because people could drive down the road. So he's standing there like in uniform like this, like with his arms crossed <laughs> in front of him. And he's just like, tall like big like navy guy and is just sitting he's just flashed like, like flashing yeah. the cars no you can't go over it's here like, no because it was right at an intersection too and he was just yeah. standing there with his arms crossed and would like stare down people and was just like don't <laughs> just go around like find a different road and I thought it was hilarious and he was so great and I was like yeah this is another one I need I need them wisely. a uniform at every wedding to just coordinate traffic uh-huh. that would be awesome <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Someone asked like handling Aaron's day of, it's like the bride should, the last person that should be handling Aaron's is the bride. Yeah, totally. And that's where my poor sweet boyfriend comes in. And I, another thing that you all probably didn't even notice that poor boy went and drove like six different times and went to the guy's hotel twice was like running all over the place. And that's another thing. And that you know, people can't just hop into the wedding industry and say, I want to be a wedding planner. You're like, yes, absolutely amazing. But go and see other people do that first and get a little experience and understanding that you can't be everywhere at once and you need someone else physically there with you. Like my boyfriend just cannot put together any sort of like aesthetically design anything. That is not his forte. (laughs) That's not how his brain works. And, but then he's able to be there and physically move things for me and go and pick up the waters that are in the back of Patrick's truck and, and put them on the bus you know, and like, yeah, things like yeah, that. I don't want to be trying to carry two packs of water bottles onto the bus. Like that's not, you know, there's a reason that we bring assistance and sometimes people will like add in extra charges for assistance, but that's not mm-hmm. something as a bride to be scared of. That's something that's helping them to do their job better. And a lot right. of times, you know, that gets added in as your guest count goes up and you have more moving pieces, but like anything that any 
planners adding extra charges forever is always like in your best interest and saying, okay, you know what, like you were saying with photo and video saying, hey, I think that the timeline's looking a little different. Can I add on an extra hour of your time? That is a hundred percent worth it so that they're confident in doing their job and you can get the photos you want. Like that's so worth it to say, I'm going to have these photos to look at for the rest of my life. <laughs> One of the most important days of my life. I'm going to spend a couple extra hundred dollars to make sure that they're done correctly. And that right. they have the opportunity to do their job. Well, you already paid for them. So then why go cheap on the, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I mean, Megan, you could relate. I mean, you're obviously a wedding photographer, but it's like, okay, if you feel like you need three more hours because we're starting early with hair and makeup and the sun goes down this time, you would want them to do that for your confidence and best interest. Right. Well, I just want, I, there's so many horror stories and I'm sure Avery, you have some too, but where they cheap out, where people go cheap on anything with weddings, specifically things they cannot like that encompass the day. So photo, video, planner. Um, if it's a cake and you buy it from Costco, whatever, no big deal. If it's flowers and you buy them from Costco, whatever, no big deal. But things that will be present your whole day and will last beyond the day, when people go cheap on them, it never goes well, ever. It's never gone well. And I've received so many DMs about how it doesn't go well. And it's terrible because that's the lasting impression excuse me, impression on their wedding day for the rest of their life. Oh, we didn't get our photos back until a year later. And I still remember that from my wedding day. Oh, I don't remember anything from my wedding day. It was chaos. I was the one running around making sure everyone was fed as the bride. And it was just terrible. Like, or we were yeah, two hours late to that forever. Yeah. yeah. Like so exactly. Late. So rule of thumb, never go cheap on the big, the big guns at the wedding, at least, yeah. at least. Yeah, it's there's like, value in it. You get what you pay for. Yeah, like I know just like people are asking like realistic wedding budget and that's so hard just depending on the area. Yeah. But like yeah, like when you make for instance the priorities Patrick and I had first was like venue um and then like where we're going to spend our money was like venue and then um videography and photography then wedding planner and then mm-hmm. it just went from there. Um but I don't mean, that's like a hard question. That was the next question is realistic wedding budget. I mean, Avery, you can speak into it a little bit, but I'm sure it's just like. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I've done weddings that are like $15,000 to weddings that are over a hundred thousand dollars. I've worked Jeez. in the industry for four years now. Yeah, I've seen it all. I've worked with very different types of couples and people who, you know, had money to play with. And we're like, why not? Let's spend a couple thousand dollars on our flowers and other people who were like, I don't really care that much about the flowers. I want to focus on having good food instead. So it really does. That's one of the things I always suggest to couples is say like, please outline your at least like top like five to 10 priorities and know where you want to spend your money. Um, And then it does really depend on where you're physically getting married. Um, So I'm out of DC. I run out of DC, but I also, you know, do weddings where I'm from on the Eastern shore of Maryland. And you will have... a good like $10,000 price difference between the two because of where you're getting married and what the yeah. difference is there. Um, so there's some pieces that, you know, you can look around and normally figure out the cost of photographers. You can normally kind of get that gauge. You can gauge videographers pretty well. 
you have to figure out what you want in a venue. If it's important to you that your venue is stunning and then you do, Mm -hmm. you know, something that's more simple on tables or something like that. Or if you're like, I don't really care about the overall venue, but I want, you know, really good food. And then it's, there's just so many pizzas I've seen, like all everything (laughs) from zero to a hundred. And it is, it's definitely dependent on what your budget looks like. And I think that most people can probably make a a wedding work out of whatever budget that they have, Mm -hmm. but it's very dependent on how many guests you're having and then where you're physically getting married. So those are my two, two big points. If you, you know, off the top of your head, want 200 people at your wedding, which like is totally fine. If you come from a big family and you're looking at your guest list and I'm like, well, I'm inviting all of our family. And that's like, a good 150 people right off the bat. That's fine. Like you don't have to go ahead and cut people out. Totally fine. But know that in the back of your head. And normally I tell people to estimate like around a hundred dollars a head for catering costs and that sort of thing. And that gives people a better perspective in saying like, okay, this is something that's itemized by how many guests I really have. And that's one of the only pieces Mm. that is. Um, But looking at like if your venue already has catering and including that has tables, there. sometimes you have to yeah. rent tables and chairs. Yeah. yeah. And that is, it's just added costs that you don't necessarily see. So again, looking at contracts um, yeah. is really important there, but yeah, it's, it's such a large range and the same goes for wedding planners too. You can have people who are like a thousand dollars. You can have people who are like $15,000 and it depends on what you're looking for you know, how like elevated and how, um, how, how much money you're trying to spend, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, some right. people really do specialize in making those like beautiful events, but you know, it costs you $15,000 to just get a wedding planner. And if mm-hmm. your budget is $35,000, right. like, yeah. that's most of your budget. So then right. where are you going to like create this beautiful piece that you've seen them do before? So just looking at all of those elements and really trying to figure out like where you're getting married. Another one is time of year. Sometimes if it's like off season, um, vendors will have different pricing and things are a little bit more available that way too. So if you have a smaller budget, that's something um, I recommend looking into is like later fall, early spring, Mm because normally that like May through like October is pretty full and people charge more for those Mm because they're so in demand. Um, like for instance, we obviously had a winter wedding and our venue gave us a thousand dollars off because it was off season and then another thousand off because it was a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll do yeah. stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like if you're interested, obviously everyone's gonna be interested now. You can email Avery and she can talk about her pricing package with you. Yeah. Avery, what's your email just real fast? That's Avery at canaweddingco.com. And I also have a little like contact form on my website, which is just canaweddingco.com and it's all like linked in my Instagram if it's easier um, to get there that way. Yeah. Um, I'll link it in the show notes too. So you guys can just click on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, okay. So another, I just want to like jump into horror stories like for five (laughs) minutes, like Megan and you can both talk about horror stories. I hope they're horror stories in this. Well, actually, no. It might not be the case. I was gonna say, I hope they're horror stories that we've heard from other people who haven't booked us as vendors and not yeah. actual personal experiences. But then I was thinking about wedding planning and I was like, I bet Avery has some of her own that she's experienced that were outside of her control. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's very much like the stories that I think of off the top of my head are things that you literally can't control. 
Like right. we had a bus literally break down on the highway once with guests in it. Like CC's same sort of bus, but 50 guests just no. like died on the side of the highway. And we were all like, okay, awful. Hmm, what do we do now? And it's, it's so often things are just like so out of your control and you're like, well, we'll just adjust the timeline and give people alcohol in the meantime to keep them happy. <laughs> There's not much you can do. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've never really dealt with luckily. Um, and that's why branding matters and personal branding matters, but I've never really dealt with awful brides or bridezillas or terrible families or couples or whatnot. Cause typically people work with me or typically work with Avery because they align with us, whether that's yeah. morally or personality wise or whatnot. But I have heard, like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot of horror stories in my DMs because they didn't book with someone who had as much experience or because they hired Aunt Nancy to do them. And then now they want me to edit them and I'm looking at them telling them they're not editable. Like I can't do anything with these. Um, I heard one where they didn't get their wedding photos back for a whole year. Like it took them over a year. And I'm like, that is where reading the contract comes into play (laughs) um I've heard where the photographer completely lost all of the raw images so they just got really low quality jpeg unedited images um uh yeah I've heard where like the wedding photographer canceled a couple days beforehand and didn't like have a backup have a backup or anything because it wasn't in the contract that wasn't something she held herself to and they signed the contract and said you know, so it's like, again, contract would do something. More of the um, story, read your contracts, everyone. Yeah. Even if you yeah. already booked them and you're listening to this right now, go back and look at your contracts. And if there's anything that you're seeing and you're like, oh, that doesn't seem quite right. Literally yeah. reach out and figure out the background so that you're prepared if something crazy happens. Because yeah. that's the last Literally. place you want to be in is like the week before your wedding. Like, great. Now I don't have a photographer. What right. am I supposed to do? Right. That's so and scary. it's not just yeah. for you, like, or it's not just for the vendor. Like, it's not just for them to like put in a bunch of legal big words and like yeah. save their butts. Like it's supposed to be for you too. So you're both protected and you're both totally. covered. Um, but also it's really annoying when vendors have like an eight page contract and you're like, I don't have time for this. Like, what is this? Even like um, taking a job, like read the contract, yeah. like, yeah contracts have helped me so much in the past, like half decade of business because it's like, oh, it says here in the contract that I'm supposed to be doing this and I'm supposed to be getting this, but we're six months in, this is not happening. Where is it? You know what I mean? Like contracts are everything, even though they're a pain in the butt, but, but they take like 10 minutes to read if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's annoying right. to take the time. Yeah. Or hire a wedding planner and they'll take the time to make sure yes. that you're covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like, it's just side note, Avery was just so great. She would like put the receipts and like the contracts all in one folder and like, oh, we you love have them that. organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, Cause I mean, for my brain too, like I have like a dozen <laughs> weddings I'm working on and it's so funny. I have like five brides I have two Christine's a Krista and then two Lauren's that I so I'm getting everyone's names confused first of all which are they're all just like so similar and then Uh you know I'm trying to remember all these details myself and especially if you've already gone ahead and like obviously so you 
spoke to your vendors and I wasn't the one who communicated with them. Uh-huh. So I needed to see your contract and see how many hours that Brad was supposed to be there that day so that we could say, okay, let's add in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Cause if not, I would have had no clue. And Brad right. would have been like, no, I'm going home. <laughs> this is yeah. what I, this is what I signed up for. And obviously, I mean, he's amazing and yeah. would have been very, very flexible with us. But like, that's something from my end that I need to see your contracts and I need to have those with me in case anything wild happens on your day of. And they're like, all right, I'm out, got to go. And there are some things like, I know I have in my contract, if there's something like crazy going on and I don't feel safe, then I have the right to say, Hey, for my own protection, like I don't feel safe in this environment and I can leave. Mm -hmm. Like that's in my contract. There are Mm -hmm. crazy things that happens at weddings. Like being a female in the wedding industry is wild. That is horror stories, but you know, obviously it comes with different couples and different types of weddings, whatever that might be. But, you know, I have a clause in there that's basically like, hey, if I don't feel comfortable, like I can leave. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. just kind of how it is. And so knowing that and seeing, you know, if somebody else has something similar, if there's a crazy situation that's going on and we're all like, right, I'm out. Like, this is not a good situation. We are able to do that. And that's something that, you know, if you are either a couple that's looking into vendors or a vendor yourself. Make sure that you're able to say, you know, I'm protecting myself. This is my standard. And, you know, there's another piece in there on mine. that's like, I don't have control over any of your other vendors. I can suggest people to you, but like, I'm not the one calling the shots and signing the check. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're not holding up their end, obviously I'll communicate with them, but that's ultimately not my role to make sure that your other vendors are doing their job correctly. Like, right. I'm on top of my own job. I have a Mm -hmm. whole list of things to work with. And, you know, I'm not responsible for if your photographer doesn't get your photos back to you. Like I Mm -hmm. obviously hope that never happens to anyone, but just making sure that you have these things outlined, especially as a planner and saying like, obviously we have so many people that are like, oh, well, you know, everything, you have everything under control, but there's some things that I just can't have under control like that. Right. Yeah. So much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so being, being gracious and understanding that from a couple perspective, from another vendor, um, all of those things, but yeah, the horror stories could go on, could go on for days. There's so many crazy things. I will say though, if brides, like, cause I feel like majority listening are probably soon to be brides, want to be brides. Um, there's no dumb question and there's no, like, you're not ever being, don't ever think that you're being like bombarding or overbearing or whatever by asking too many questions or by asking for like changes. Like if a photographer only has eight or 10 hour block and you only need six hours, ask them if that's an option. If you don't see a COVID policy listed in their contract, and that's something that makes you nervous, ask them if they can include that in writing in the contract. Like we only exist when we have brides as clients. So we want to work with you. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've been kind of working with brides and doing is saying like, look, I understand that you have a budget and this is what you need. Like let's work together and figure out where I could either adjust things or you can adjust things and saying, Mm -hmm. you know, you really want me there and you have some things you're going to have to do month of, but like you want a couple other meetings in the process. And absolutely, we can have 10 meetings throughout your planning process if you want. And I can give you advice and work through it that way. It's totally fine. Like that's what we're here for is to make your day better, to help you along the way. 
And, you know, there really is no dumb question in that, especially if you're looking at contracts and understanding expectations, like ask questions, Mm -hmm. make sure you know what you're signing up for before you officially sign off. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So Avery, where do you do weddings for everyone listening? Yeah. So I'm based in DC. So most of my weddings that I do are um, DC, Maryland, Virginia, but I also am very open to travel um, for couples who want me to travel beyond DC, Maryland, Virginia. Um, I ask them to either be full planning or partial planning, kind of like what I mentioned earlier and saying like, it takes me more than a month to understand what's going on in your wedding in Denver. Like I I right. can't do it in three weeks. <laughs> like I can't. Right. Um, so I do that. And then I also um, have like base travel fees that I include if I'm traveling further. Um, but yeah, mainly DC, Maryland and Virginia, but rapidly growing and expanding. Right. So I'll update you as the as Catholic world is universal. So you're about to be seriously. Coast, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. No, if like, just wrapping up here, Avery, so thankful you could come on. Patrick Thank and I still talk me. about, no, I'm so glad like Patrick <laughs> and I still talk about it. We're like, Avery was the best money we ever spent. We're like that in the band. That was the best money we ever spent. Yeah. <laughs> we it awesome. really was. Yeah. So we're just so grateful and you can reach Avery on Instagram, her website. I'll put everything in the show notes, but highly recommend and wedding planners are not just for like rich people that have like all this money and everything like this extra add-on like no for me I really think that they're like so necessary into you having a peaceful day remembering your day and having it be the best day of your life um So with that, make sure you call into your hotline with all of your what in the dang heck moments, your heck yes, heck no. Next week, we are actually doing an advice line. So call in. We always get like a lot of like boy questions and like, what do I do in this situation with my best friend or this relationship or what do I do with school? Um, How do I like leave this job? Like all of these questions call into our advice hotline. Megan and I love receiving these. So we're going to go through that next week. Um, So give us a call 312-775-2615 and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.